0: welcome to bullcaster a talk show for all crypto bulls tune in to a live discussion at 3 p.m utc every
1: friday on Bullproof's twitter spaces
0: all the crypto bulls and here we are to discuss the, the news uh, with uh, our major industry experts right Today' topic is uh, massive impact of NFTs on arts and entertainment, and we're excited to introduce uh, co-founder of Edge H- of Company. And uh, uh, we we spoke with your colleagues before, you know, Jeff. Uh, and uh, basically, you know, without further ado, I want to introduce Ethan Jenny. Uh, hi, Ethan.
1: Hey, how's it going, Constantine? It's great to be here.
0: No, it's it's great to have you here, and uh, you know this. Uh, uh, this exciting, you know, uh, turn of events like where uh, we're now seeing the new fresh breath of fresh air in the entire NFT space. You know, we're hoping in September is going to get even you know bigger. And you, as a you know host, is one of the probably biggest uh, podcasts about the NFTs, right? And you're also, I know your company is actively involved in the NFTLA conference, which mm-hmm. we're going to talk about a bit, right? Uh, and there, I. I, I'm sure you have a lot to share. Like and and I also remember that you happen to have a PhD in neuroscience. Is that is that true?
1: That is true. Yeah. That I, I I earned that back in around 2015. And of course I don't practice or do research at the moment, but that was uh that was an instrumental journey that that's part of part of my story that uh I think informs a lot of you know what I'm doing in the NFT space in, in interesting ways. But yeah.
0: You no, know, so so that's that we want to start. Probably just see if you can share your little bit of a, your your background and how how did it even happen that you got into this entire NFT journey? You what know, what what point of your career did he lead you to this space?
1: Yeah, yeah. So I'm the guy that when you ask me what I do at a party, uh, you know, I tell you, and then you walk away going like who is that guy? I don't know <laughs> what's going on. And I, I, when I hear myself say it out loud, it doesn't all make sense. But I think that that's partly why i fit so well in the nft space because there's there's a lot of entry points there's diversity um you know there's an intellectual side there's a degenerate side there's a creative side there's a practical you know financial scientific side you know so um anyways I, i've always been kind of like what i call say a creative nerd uh a little bit nerdy a little bit creative um you know when when i got out of high school and had to decide where to go to college I did pursue a degree in physics to get started but then I was the kid at this small college in the practice rooms all night sleeping breaking in the windows practicing piano all night and and just fascinated with how how does Herbie Hancock sound like that like what you know, what is he doing? And just trying to get there. Um, so I decided I had to transfer to a different school to study music. Um, I knew it was a risky career decision, but it was a passion. So I did study jazz piano performance in my undergraduate, got a degree in that. Mm -hmm. Um, but you know as a musician i started to understand and this is what i love about the nft space is like these artists and musicians are also understanding like finance and value right so i knew i needed uh you know ways to earn income and i need to think carefully about that so i picked up skills in tuning pianos and i would go to people's houses and tune their pianos and that led me to kind of see what it could be like to be an entrepreneur i also bought some real estate um and I sold the property uh, when there was a sort of like a, a peak in the real estate market back in that at that time and had some money to save and was took a little break to regroup, you know, did some explorations of my own music um, and co- composition and so on and so forth. That was when I first heard about Bitcoin. Um, just this literally when it got launched is around 2008. Um, mm-hmm. Actually tried to implement accepting Bitcoin from my piano tunings. Uh, But just it was technically difficult at that point, at least for myself, and never got around to it. Unfortunately, (laughs) if I'd only kept like one Bitcoin from that, it'd be great. But um, but yeah, and then started to get into some technical uh, things as well, get a bit nerdy, got into the neuroscience um, and surprisingly, as a musician was able to find an entry point. and, And and that kind of my minorities part i watched kind of crypto bitcoin stuff going on behind the scenes but i was really focused on 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 you know my scientific career and you know basically the theme here is uh i'm a creator right I, I'm, I'm a creative thinker and i became fascinated with this idea that a creator economy was coming it was also around 2008 that i heard some videos uh lectures by sal khan the creator of khan academy and he made a very personal one where he said i just want to share with you some thoughts how do i think about the world and where it's going and he said we're going to be moving to a creator economy in the future robots are taking our jobs you know ai was a little bit of a buzz back then but not that much but it was this idea that what do we have that's uniquely human that can deliver value to the world we're not going to work in factories anymore." Um, and it was cre- creativity is 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 like our key asset, and we need to develop that, and we need to create an economy around that and support that. I was super hopeful and excited about that, and basically have dedicated my life to that idea. But really, it hasn't been until NFTs emerged where where we've seen um, that NFTs are sort of creating a foundation for what the creator economy is going to be like. You know, owning intellectual property owning, uh, you know, creative things as the creator, you know, having royalty income come through those things, having communities grow up and be built around that. Um, Yeah. So so basically that all came together. I started this podcast with, with a couple of guys, Jeff and Josh, basically a year and a half ago. And I think because of that strong foundation, and then they had some strong foundations in crypto and entrepreneurship, everything is like, oh man, it's taken off like
0: a rocket shift more than you could ever imagine. Got it. No, that's a, that's an interesting story. So, I mean, I'm just I'm just curious, like, and I mean, I'm sure you. I mean, everybody right now are trying to get somehow into NFT space, and it's it became like a commodity, you know, like especially in the entertainment industry. Like we see, like you know, uh, former Disney CEO Bob Iger is getting there, like you know, and then we have uh, one of my favorite actresses, Mila Kunis, is like laying claim to NFTs, and so there are a lot of like celebrities who are trying to find their way, uh, uh to somehow uh utilize it's you know in their ecosystem so what is your vision of the current state of entities in the entertainment industry since you're a creator so it's closer to your heart probably
1: yeah for sure um yeah it is interesting how i wouldn't call it mainstream per se but i'm very fascinated by how many access points there have been in to these larger brands uh, these household names, um, Mila Kunis, you mentioned, you know, other folks, um, you know, there's Disney, there's Fox Entertainment, things like that. You know, a- actually, you mentioned Mila Kunis. I found out from someone who knows her personally, she's m- even more of a nerd when we talk about being a nerd than, than we might even imagine. Um, we had a friend of hers, Lisa Sturbakov, on the podcast. She's worked closely with Mila, you know, working on Stoner Cats and stuff like that. Um, but But I think, you know... What we see that is interesting. So when I think industry, for some reason, I think of the larger brands. So I'll talk about that first. And then we could just talk about what is the, you know, maybe there's a different um, entertainment industry emerging. But yeah, these these brands like, say, Disney or Fox, what I think is really interesting and hopeful about it is they're realizing that within this Web3 and NFT community, um, the audiences, they want more ownership. They want the what they rightfully deserve as sort of they've often been co-creating some of these things. And you think of as a musician, and the first thing I think of is getting on stage to put on a musical concert, right? Well, yeah, I get up there, I play my instrument, I put pour my heart and soul out there, but if the audience isn't participating, right, if they're not dancing, clapping, you know, shouting, and, and also um, sort of making it a fun experience for everyone. That's more than half the battle, right? So so basically what's really cool is I think these uh, these larger brands are trying are seeing that audiences are craving that and and they're jumping right into it and creating these NFT collections that you know, reward fans and listeners and and uh, and people in these communities. So um, I see it happening. It's kind of like little little bursts, little explosions. You see these interesting uh, places where they where it get or it jumps out, right? Um, there's stuff going on behind the scenes and then there's those things that are slow to move you know some of these huge game uh game designing companies who you would think would be right on board with nfts and integrating their systems you know oh they're 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 very slow to move on this stuff um so so that's kind of like the, the scene of what's going on with the larger brands and these sort of established industry and then on top of that i think there's a whole new industry emerging it's just like what we've seen um with with music right going from cds tapes you know uh an mp3 player into the realm of mp3 players and spotify and, and all this now there's a lot of negatives to those kind of movements um taking you know empowerment out of the hands of the creators but um i think we're seeing a backlash towards that and people looking for opportunities there so the way that i heard it put um by uh uh, what's her name i'll think of her name she's she's a a great artist she's been involved with uh with time magazine in in, in different ways but uh you know she talked about kevin kelly's a thousand true fans i don't know if you're familiar with that article but it's basically the, the idea is if you're a creator entrepreneur whatever all you need is a thousand true fans basically a, a thousand people who might pay you a uh, hundred dollars a year. And all of a sudden you've got a salary and you can make a living. Right. Um, and the way she put it is it's moving into the territory where you might only need a hundred true fans. Right. Wow. And it's like a hundred people that are paying a thousand dollars a year. Um, so I think that that is, is really emerging in in the world of entertainment and creating a little, a new little sub niche sub industry, which may became, become the main industry
0: hundred percent no that's and that was
1: oh sorry the artist was people pleaser um who kind of i think she was the one who gave me that example of moving from a thousand true fans to a hundred that's a
0: people pleaser i love the name you know so so we see that a lot of like besides just an artist like we see even like big media conglomerates like and then startups are getting into uh to action and they're like warner brothers you know, especially you so they sold out like hundred thousand like metric matrix resurrections uh inspired nfts the movie was not great personal opinion but but, <laughs> but the nft play like you know the nft play was interesting there, right right and then so uh one off the uh, platform right you know they they Backed by legendary producer Quincy Jones and the auctions uh, uh, with the Houston, uh, uh, you know, never heard of demo, like, you know, for $1 million, right? So a lot of collectibles, a lot of items which are, you know, rare or scarce are getting there, right? So so that's uh, that's the beauty, right? You know, we, we see a, a lot of opportunities there. So my question to you is really briefly before we probably go to the questions from the audience, because that's another purpose for you to interact with uh, our um our viewers hello viewers (laughs) yeah so what what are the other ways nfts are integrated into modern uh show business maybe you see some other cool examples that are either in stealth mode or some of them that we want to know more
1: yeah um i mean the i'll just mention this the one that i kind of alluded to um the the crapopolis nfts we just had them on the show they're with fox entertainment dan Harmon, who created rick and morty um is is on board creating that and it was really interesting to learn about what they're doing there i mean it's a it's it's a comedy series you know like a cartoon focused comedy series it's based in ancient uh, ancient Greece. Um, and so it's got these really fun and interesting, like historical references and historical integrations, but then at the same time reaching far back into history, they're, they're reaching far into the future and creating these, these NFT chickens (laughs) that are part of this whole, whole system and ecosystem. (laughs) Um, and so, you know, what I'm finding uh, in some ways I'm like a futurist, I'm ahead of the curve And in some ways, I'm a Luddite and I'm behind the curve. You know, like I said, I I tune pianos. Like pianos, if you didn't realize, that's like almost like an antiquated instrument, right? They're heavy. They're completely analog, right? Why would you, you know, a lot of people think, why would you even have one when you have these digital keyboards and stuff? So what what I'm trying to highlight there is that I'm surprised at what comes out that people get excited about, right? And I think it's really just about those key figures that know how to tap into the culture and what it wants. You know, I think about, uh, you know, some a magical figure like Bob Dylan, for example. Um, and actually, we just had Bob Dylan's son on the podcast, Jesse Dylan, who from Snow Crash, who's working on integrating NFTs into the entertainment scene. But like, why was Bob Dylan such an effective, you know, character and personality? He tapped into the moment. Of a culture. He defined what it was like to be living at that time. He wrote the soundtrack, right? And there are people right now that are, you know, metaphorically writing the soundtrack, you know, drawing the pictures, creating the metaverse of what it's like to live in this time right? With all that's going on and with the technological revolutions and the, the way that people are engaging and they acting on totally different ways, right? NFTs. And so I think that this is kind of what to look out for um, in terms of what's going on uh, in, in sort of the, the sort of next big things that are going to be happening. It's going to be folks that are tapping into these things that are unique to today, um, but that would have timeless themes to them, right? Timeless themes of how people engage and interact, but how exactly are they interacting and engaging in this day and age? And the last point I'll give on that, because it's interesting to include there, is you mentioned Quincy Jones, right? Quincy Mm -hmm. Jones, huge hero of mine as a jazz musician. I'm so impressed with him. Talk about bringing in that sort of sensibility that reaches far back into musical history and the foundations of culture. Mm-hmm. and also being on the cutting edge and uh, I see that theme over and over again right it's it's the mix of the foundations of culture storytelling community and integrating you know what is special about the zeitgeist of today
0: i totally agree with you and i think yeah that's it's, it's going to be even more proliferated it's uh, it's going to be more popular but yeah, you know, I I I have tons of questions which I want to ask you. But again, we have a very short format this time, so I'm just gonna want to provide the opportunity to to the audience uh, to also, sure. uh send their questions your way. So, uh, so you as as we were co- we collected several questions, some from YouTube, some from Twitter. So I'm just gonna read them out and let's do blitz, like you know, two minute rounds for each question to make sure we cover everything. Okay, uh, and then. And then, and then maybe if you have time, I'll ask you more. So, for now, so Captain Huddle from YouTube is asking, "Hello, guys. Um, I I get a question. What change for uh, content creators that work online with the uprising of the metaverse technology? Uh, and what changes do you expect to see?"
1: Aha! Uh-huh. For for content creators in the metaverse. Mm-hmm. Well, interesting story around that. Um, there's a project called stoner cat. Uh, is it what it is? No, it's not stoner cats. It's, um, gutter cat gang, the gutter cat gang. So there was a guy who was a holder of that NFT collection, um, which was a pretty uh, well-performing one. And he was really getting into being involved in the community. Um, you know, connecting and resonating with other community community members all over the world. Um, he was in Europe, but he was making friends in the States and all these different countries and he was working at a bar like that was his career at the time but he started to to say hey what what if i could learn the the sort of way of creating 3d pix, you know pixel animations in the sandbox i forget what it's called but there's like a whole platform that allows you to learn how to do that mm-hmm. and he was able to pick up enough skills like studying this on the side while working as a bartender to create the 3d digital versions of this gutter cat gang characters partner with the nft collection and provide that to them and basically launch a company which i believe he he calls blaze games in that within that whole process right so i think um you know to 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 like give us a sync summary of what i'm saying here is that there's a lot of opportunities for creators to leapfrog and jump into new technologies and just get your hands dirty creating and and have a lot of success more quickly than you might think just cuz you're a little bit of ahead of the game right take full advantage of that that that's kind
0: of my perspective i agree um, so let's let's jump to the next question so glitch trap from youtube is asking do you expect the art of the on the metaverse to be regulated by the government and if yes how would you how would they do it and how would it affect our knowledge about the metaverse and ability to create art mhm that's a tough one. I sh- I sure hope that
1: the art of the metaverse is not regulated by the government. Now, how how could that happen? You know, I think there's a lot of I'm not an expert in you know web technologies, but I do see how they manifest in practice. Right, there is a dark web. Right, <laughs> I think it's probably good that I don't spend too much time there, <laughs> but I'm aware of it. Right, and and I think that. It's there because there are just sort of systems, be it the government or corporations or whoever is involved in cre- creating the Internet infrastructure that are maybe in the best sense trying to protect, you know, consumers and, and, and community members uh, from the worst of what can be accessed. But then there's also, you know, prevent access to ideas and information that, you know, might uh, that might undermine, right, like the powers that be. And so I think that that kind of stuff doesn't always happen as formally as you would typically expect uh, a government to formally do these things, like put a law in place or whatever. You know, there's there's mm-hmm. things that kind of go on underground behind the scenes through through corporate uh, you know partnerships and things like that uh, informally. Uh, but that's how we would expect it to happen, I suppose. Uh, but I think there is a lot more hope of sort of decentralization. And where there are sort of curtains, right, to off, curtaining off things, it's it's really just to protect people, right? Protect the sensitive people um, that aren't ready for certain information or, you know, just want to have fun and they don't want to be bombarded with, you know, free speech that <laughs> is just offensive to them or they don't want to hear it, right? So that's what I think. And then on the side, you see like ch- someplace like like China. Again, I'm not an expert in this, but I do hear over and over again how intensely they're able to manipulate and, and and create an environment where everything is siloed. Um, and I think that's the worst of it, right? Mm-hmm. And, but, but I think the way that things are evolving, it's harder and harder to maintain that.
0: So so there, I'm a, I have another creative question for you. So Rafael from YouTube is asking, what are the possibilities of art fields in the metaverse? I can think of paintings, sculptures, music, and some more. Is there a crazy field we never heard about or something you would like to see? Yeah,
1: yeah. You know, what I've been noticing is that there's so many opportunities to invent new things right now. Um, I make the analogy of the printing press, right? So the NFTs are a te- just a technology that underpins creativity um Mm -hmm. they're not the creative element themselves so just like the printing press right the printing press is an instrument but it allows you to create a book allows you to distribute that access more people but you can create poetry you can create a textbook you know you can create a book where you invent your own set of letters and you know that's that's they have to read it from some sort of code or whatever but also this idea of the printing press is still evolving in many ways, right? We have like now these Kindle digital books, right? They don't require a printing press, but they were influenced by the invention of that um, device. And so um, NFTs, just keep this in mind, uh, are programmable, right? And so there's, this is yet to be explored, right? You can create an item, a digital item that can be owned, but that can also Evolve, interact with other digital items based on a rule set that you decide, and I think you you see it a, a bit of this in the decentralized finance world. It's like people are creating their own currencies. They're oh, what if we made interest rates like this? What if we made it so you could stake this? What if, oh that doesn't work? Oh wow, this really works, right? And so there's a there's just a world for us to just start experimenting and see what works and see what's fun and see what we like. Um, so that's what I would say about that. And then just one other. Uh, facet which I'm really fascinated with is don't just think about virtual reality, think about augmented reality. I'm uh-huh. really excited about that. Um, our Living Tree NFT collection is um, right now we have 3D game ready augmented reality virtual rea- reality NFT assets, hasn't been released yet, but we do have a whitelist which I can share later. Um, But I'm excited about integrating those where you can just like pick up your phone like you would with Pokemon Go or something. Oh, wow, there's one." It's the trees over here or maybe you can plant one, right? Or you can go search for one or rearrange one or combine them. So I would say look into augmented reality and see what opportunities are there. I think they're endless.
0: Yep. Yeah, since the Gutenberg times in 15th century, we came along. So now we're going to have some metaverse printing presses. (laughs) There you go. Uh, um, Okay, so... I, uh, Joseph from YouTube is asking, uh, so quick question for now, the metaverse seems to be taking its baby steps and has a lot of uh, potentials. What developments do you wish to see that will directly affect the destiny of the art uh, for future generations?
1: Yeah, the developments that I would like to see, and this goes back to my answer earlier is more people owning their creative, uh, abilities and, and recognizing that this new economy, in my belief, is it allows us to seek more fulfillment in our lives to really truly express who we are. Like, why are you here in this world? Why are you here in this planet? What's your... Special perspective. What's your special way of delivering information? What's your special way of creating something beautiful? Um, because previously, it hasn't always been available. It's just like, hey, do you want, you want to live? You want to survive? Go work in that factory. We'll show you how to sand these widgets, right? Uh, at your point in the assembly line. You have some other life that's creative or interesting. I don't care. This is how you're going to make your living. I think there's now mechanisms where you can be compensated for really learning how to express who you are and what's special about you and sharing it with the rest of the world. So that's what I would like to see more of. And I encourage people to explore.
0: Perfect. Uh, Asta from YouTube is asking, are there any viral artists who did blow up with their work in the metaverse? uh, Or are there extraordinary artists who started making art directly in the metaverse that you know of?
1: Oh, let's see. Artists that I know of, Well, there's definitely uh, the Blaze Games, right? Which is more of, there's an original artist for the Gutter Cat Gang, but I think that's an interesting play. Um, Metaverse artists. It's a good question, like specific names. What What I think of is I think of these NFT artists and they're doing experimentation with things in the metaverse, right? So I mentioned People Pleaser. Um, I would look at Vesa, who's an artist who we've um, had on our podcast. Actually, one of our very first guests. He created. He's in. He's a, in, in love with the pyramids, right? It's it's oh, an, an Egyptian I culture.
0: I actually yeah. know him. He showed me his works. Yeah, they're yeah. actually pretty impressive. Yes. Yeah. So
1: apparently, he created like a, a virtual reality kind of replica of the pyramids in which uh-huh. you could go, you know, view art. And I think that's really cool. He's also collaborated with um uh so many names to remember <laughs> uh brittany kaiser who's the sort of uh cambridge Ana- analytica I'm leaks you know, know uh representative yes and she she's actually collaborating with vesa and she's all about owning your data and and privacy and and sort of your digital identity and so i don't know if they've released it yet but they're working together to create sort of an educational game that helps you understand the concept of digital identity and you know and how you can manage that uh better moving into the future so um you know other other artists and really good friends with nicole buffett um, she's a painter, right? But she's really getting involved with NFTs and it'd be interesting to watch what she's doing. And hey, why don't you watch what uh, we're doing and I, I'm doing with some of the uh, <laughs> the uh, NFT projects too. I'll just make it easy. Uh, that The link, by the way, if you want to get on the whitelist for the, the Living Tree project, which it, it may not be released for a little bit, but we're collecting names is edgeofnft.com slash spaces. And we'll make that live for a little bit um so that people can get involved if they want to
0: perfect yeah so we'll share the link you know in the description and when we're going to share our link and yeah we urge people to subscribe and then i'm sure also like when some folks who is going to be um you know willing to visit nftla we're going to also provide them the whitelist or maybe some some discounts for for the tickets i don't know we'll 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 go from there right (laughs) discuss it yeah Uh, and yeah, but for now, look, I am I'm, I'm always fascinated by you know by you and by you know Jeff the depth that you guys are looking at the space. You know, we unfortunately we have to like take uh, look like, wrap up this episode because we want to make it like short and sweet and straight to the point. And you know, like, but we what we are looking forward to uh, maybe do it again, right? And and um, uh, attack some other questions which you haven't touched yet. Even uh, yeah. for now, we we obviously you know even like really appreciate your expertise your vision and you know thank you for sharing this with us today like and now um you know thank you for everyone who jo- joining bullcaster today and yeah you know, we are going to uh live now at bi-weekly basically every other uh you know week you know, and at 3 p.m utc on youtube live linkedin live uh, twitter facebook lives all the lives you can have in uh, planet earth <laughs> <laughs> you can ha- ask your questions and we will uh, our moderators will collect them and we'll ask them uh, the questions. And obviously, if you have some like more questions to Ethan, I'm sure you can find them on Twitter and many other spaces. Uh, Edge of NFT
1: or NFTLA Live. Yep. And if you want to get uh, early tickets to NFTLA, it's mm-hmm. uh, NFTLA.live or 2023.nftla.live. We might
0: have even better discounts if you go there still. Check it out. And we're going to share those links in the description to ease your life. It's <laughs> not to type it. So thank you so much again, Ethan. Really appreciate your experience, your expertise, and uh, hope to work with you more.
1: Great to be with you. See everyone. Cheers.
0: Stay tuned
1: with Bullcaster, a talk show for all crypto bulls.